0: so hi one of the good noise podcast i'm shane i'm glory and we're here with
1: and pat from fit for an autopsy
0: and we're asking some questions today about their upcoming album oh what the future holds so congrats on that by the way how do you feel about the response to the announcement so far
1: um things have been really really great i'm actually super excited to be where because the response has been really really incredible
0: hell yeah
2: It's awesome all right uh, so is there any meaning behind the album title oh what the future holds and the cover art i mean
1: kind of I would say the cover art kind of gives the idea of like you know Mother Earth being damaged and destroyed and mother nature being damaged and destroyed but still holding on to the human race and you know kind of the way that things happen here you know people don't necessarily take into account the damage that we're doing and um, so there's like a couple of different metaphoric things but I, I know that that's what kind of I get when I look at it um, mm-hmm. and album title, it's just simply the idea of, with all of the terrible things we're doing, what does the future hold? Know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so can you tell us a little about your writing process for this album?
1: Um, the writing process is pretty much the same as it's been for every other album I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Will kind of tends to stay home, so COVID didn't really affect us as bad as it did with everybody else, because, you know, we normally have somebody at home to write and we'll be on the road touring. So the process didn't really change that much. Um, I feel like maybe we had a little more time going into every song for the record, maybe more than normal, because, you know, we were on a hiatus and everything was what it was. So Mm -hmm. it kind of was the way it was and we rolled. So not too much changed. Okay. All
2: right. Uh, so I want you to tell us your favorite lyric off this record and the meaning behind it.
1: Um, I like far, the, the line in Far From Heaven, simply Far From Heaven, because it's the idea of how removed we are from anything good as a people. You know, and I so much damage to each other and the world, and just the interpretation of Far From Heaven is really cool. So I kind of like that a lot.
0: I like yeah, that that's lot. really sick. Um, So what song on the album took the longest to write and which one is your personal favorite?
1: I honestly would say the song that took the longest to write would probably be uh, Two Towers because there's a lot going on in that song and lyrically it took a minute to get it right and my favorite track on that album actually happens to be that song. So that's the one that I'm most excited for
2: okay solid uh, so how did the track list for this record come about did you guys write the opener the opener closer to be the closer you just kind of shuffle it together and listen through a couple times what was the process like for that
1: um i think that when you put a track list together for a record you have to do it like a heartbeat or a pulse like it has to have up and ups and downs it's got to have movement kind of the same way when you're writing a song mm-hmm. so you know, if you're if you're putting a, a track list together and it doesn't have that movement or that motion that it needs, it, it becomes boring and stagnant mm-hmm. and then it's not even worth listening to. You could have amazing songs and just not have that good feel of a record, you know, the ups and downs of a pulse or a heartbeat like that idea. So I think that that is the key for me when we put records together is that the record feels like a giant piece of music. So... When we put it together, you know, you take into account the way the songs flow and, you know, you have an aggressive song and then something a little more melodic and you kind of work it the best you can. You know what I mean? And I think that's the best way to put together a song track list for a record.
0: Do you guys write with that idea in mind?
1: Um, No, I think the songs just come together on their own and then we we kind of put them in the place that they need to be in order for it to work. Okay. Okay.
0: Hmm. Um. So, where's your headspace out while you guys are writing this album?
1: Um, I mean, just like everyone else's, you know, COVID is pretty terrible. So it was, uh, it was stressful. We had just gotten done having a bunch of tours get canceled and we're watching the world kind of crumble around us. So it was, it was definitely, uh, not an easy task. That's for sure. But, um, it was a pretty dark time. it still is a pretty dark time, so just kind of made it work and wrote the record and you know kind of put ourselves in a place where that became the priority you know and it, it kind of helped it was, it was a little bit therapeutic for sure, and uh, just made it work.
2: All right. <laughs> All right. So how do you recommend your listeners to listen to this record for the first time? Should they play in the car with friends? Should they play in the dark with headphones on? Should they blast it at a party? What do you personally recommend?
1: I mean, all of those things sound wonderful. Um, (laughs) I want people to enjoy it the way that they need to. You know, Mm -hmm. it's different for everybody. and It means something different for everybody. And it has a different place for everyone. So, you know, it's one of those things where you hope that the listener is going to get the you know, the full independent listen on their own and the tracks will be a huge, amazing thing for everyone. But I mean, there's something amazing about listening to new music with your friends. And there's something great about listening to a new record in your house in the dark by yourself. It's, it's really, I think it, it just depends on the listener. So if any of those things happen, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it. All right, sure.
2: Uh, and as my follow up question, how did you personally listen to the record for the first time? Oof.
1: um skeptic um no i'm just uh, personally the first time i listened to it as a full piece of music i was by my like a small studio in my house and i just put it on with my monitors and drank a cup of coffee and sat back and listened and just really like fell into it as much as i could because while you're writing and recording a record it, it doesn't ever sound the same as it does when it's finished mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's the whole way through so I tried to just sit back and take it in kind of maybe that by myself in the dark kind of thing but just in a way that worked you know what I
2: mean okay mm-hmm. and I'm sorry and what was that like when you finally listened to it for the first time what emotion were you feeling in that moment
1: um I was proud of that record I think this mm-hmm. record feeling really, really good and I think that it's uh it's one of those things that was unexpectedly better than I had imagined. You know, yeah. when you're in same, like I said. So, when I finally heard the finished product, I was very, very excited.
2: Oh yeah, that's good. Uh,
0: so this question should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words, no more, no less.
1: Um, which song?
0: Uh, the album.
1: Oh, describe the album. Mm-hmm. Um, angry, sad, and aggressive would be three words that I could use, but I could also say um, melodic, emotional, and uh, eclectic because it covers a bunch of our different styles. So either one of those work for me.
2: Okay. Wow. Oh, thank you for giving us two options. Oh, All wow. right, that never happens. <laughs> um, so is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this album to invoke in your listeners? Um,
1: I think that the... I think it's it's a little selfish for a musician to expect their music to um, give someone the same feelings that they expect. You know, I think lyrics. Um, you know, it's it's up for interpretation by the listener, and I think that's mm-hmm. really important. And um, I think that you know, it's one of those things that you can't tell the listener what to get out of your music. You can only give it to them and hope that there's some sort of reaction and you know i could be on stage playing a song that's written about one very specific thing and you could take it as something completely different so it really just depends on the person or persons listening to the music and how it affects them i just want people to feel something fair
0: enough yeah all right that's good um so what band or artist influenced the thing you can hear the most on this album if any
1: um oh man that's like a crazy thing because we, and we talk about this all the time like people tell me what they think our stuff sounds like and you know people say oh it's got this influence or that influence and they're probably right about all of that but i would say more than anything we're influenced by what's going on around us than any particular band you know and when you say I'm, a, I'm influenced by, I mean, a big one we get compared to is Gojira, right? People say mm-hmm. a lot from them, but like also we're influenced by the bands that influence Gojira. Like you can hear a lot of Morbid Angel influence in Gojira's music. And, you know, we definitely are influenced by old death metal bands. We're influenced by, you know, post rock and all this stuff. So it's impossible to put a finger on it. You know what I mean? But I would say the most influential thing that happened this year that kind of pushed us was certainly the pandemic Mm
2: -hmm. for sure sure. all right Uh, so what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this record
1: um I had a really good time going up and recording my solos this time around I went in with some stuff in my pocket and I ended up not really loving it as we were laying it down Hmm. so I was like kind of down in front of a computer for a day and come up with a whole new solo for a song on the spot which was really something I've never had to do before with that kind of a time crunch and it it just came out better than I had expected it would and I was really excited about it so that was a really cool thing um and also getting to see my friends after not getting to see them for like a year and a half was incredible yeah really cool too I
0: love that Hmm. Um, so picture this you're on tour you're at a gas station for a rest stop what is your snack of choice
1: uh quest bar and a coffee
0: nice
2: all right solid (laughs) Uh, so if the band was a dish what dish would the band be
1: well it would have to be something vegan or else will couldn't have any um you know i'm gonna say we would be a salad and the reason I say that is because there's a million different ways you can make a salad. It's generally pretty good all the time. Anybody can eat it from any walk of life, whether you're vegan or non-vegan or whatever. And I mean, who doesn't like a salad? It's perfect. Perfect. Small meal. All
0: right.
2: A good point. That was good. That was good.
0: Uh, so where do you see the band in the next five years?
1: Hopefully on tour. I mean, we just want a tour. That's it. We want to play. We want to play shows and we've had that taken away from us. And, you know, it, it's been tough. It's been a tough couple of years not being able to do this whole thing. So um, I would say if, if I see us anywhere, it's, you know, playing shows, whether it's in front of 500 people, 1,000 people, 50 people, we just want to play
2: music. So. Hmm. Fair enough. All right. uh, so for these last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music, if that's okay with you. But six, so we're actually going to go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink?
1: I would want, I would want a pizza from Danino's in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And I would want a cup of coffee from heart roasters in Portland, but a very specific coffee. I would want an Ethiopian espresso shot in milk. So a latte with Ethiopian espresso. And that would, that's
0: it
2: all right uh what is on that pizza you didn't you specified the coffee but you didn't specify what was on the pizza exactly
1: a well done plain pizza like it's like it's like the perfect meal Mm -hmm. so it's like to me the perfect food Mm -hmm. but just just well done pizza from canino's would be perfect
0: all
2: right all right uh
0: Mm -hmm. So if you could live in one fiction world for a week, where would you live?
1: I, maybe I wouldn't want to live in the Matrix. Um, the, the Matrix is like a place where you can, once you know you're there, you can, it's limitless. You can literally do anything, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm thankful to have the ability to do literally anything that I wanted to do. And you know, the, the only place it would have to be that I would need to know that I was there in order to do those things. So if I knew where I was going, I think The Matrix would be a cool fantasy like, place to visit.
0: All right. Sure.
2: I don't think we've gotten that one no. at all in the 600 interviews. I don't <laughs> think anybody has ever said The Matrix. Very good no. answer. Yeah. Uh, so I actually have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has said that it is the most important question. Okay. What is your favorite color?
1: my favorite color yeah Um, my favorite i'm gonna say my favorite color is pink
2: Mm. very good you have a specific shade of pink
1: um like hot pink like like 80s hot pink is my my favorite go-to color whether it be on guitars or sneakers nike jordans with infrared on them are like one of my like weaknesses so that's that's one of my favorites
2: all right for sure Ooh.
0: um so as Gloria said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug?
1: Um, I just want to thank everybody who's listening. Thank everybody who's supported the band and you know, given us an opportunity to kind of get in their ear with our music. And you know, hopefully, we'll see all you guys out on the road. January fourteenth, we release our new record, "Oh, What the Future Holds," on Nuclear Blast. And uh, you know, hopefully, everybody picks it up and gives it a listen, and comes out, sees us play on our headliner in the states, and no that's it just thank you to everybody who's ever supported the band
0: oh yeah all right well thank you for now This has been pat from fit for an autopsy and we have been the good noise podcast